The only podcast which is down with the kids, no cap, we're high-key bougie, and pass the vibe check because we finesse the system to get the drip. This is Bombers. Hello, and welcome to Bombers. I am bomber number three, Zyber, but unfortunately I have decided to retire after hearing what you all just heard there. What, do you, you feel, I, feel in your age? Gotta retire? Yeah, I am definitely not uh, one of those fellow kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow young people. I don't even know if I delivered any of those phrases in the correct tone or, uh, you know meter no. or anything I, I don't know what any of that meant no i'm pretty sure you did not pass the vibe check there I'll pa- bomber number five dig anthony that's me that's you yeah i am i'm i'm hip you, you have been you have been intro now i'm hip with the kids i'm uh down i'm chilling I I, kids, I was trying to like the kids come, will make sure you are down. That's for sure. They better put me down <laughs> after that. I'm sitting here. I was like, do I know any weird Zoomer phrases that weren't included in that wonderful opening line, which came from Oshi? Thank you. Um, and the answer was, I don't even know the phrases that were in that opening line. How would I know any other ones? You don't know no cap or vibe check. Um, drip. If someone once said something about uh, what, somebody, what, once. somebody once told me the world was going to roll me, and uh, I didn't understand them because they said it like that. Uh, fleek, no, fleek was the one like young people term that I hated the most. Really, I mean that's pretty. It's just on fleek. I, I hate it. If it's more like your era or something, I don't know. No, it's. De- no. Definitely younger than you. Is younger, but like That's why we're retiring. It makes sense to me. It's just uh it's a way to say someone is you know See now to me in in fashion basically. See now to me I would be like that is on point. Well done. You look good. It's on point, man. No No, that's this that doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah, but that's how I would say it because I'm ancient. But but they don't mean the same thing. I don't know what they mean. Okay? That's what I'm what i'm trying to say I am... something that is on point means that is accurate something that is i uh... look i am clearly not down with the kids and i am in fact capping because i am low lock uh... all right i'm i'm just gonna yeet this conversation out the window i got that and, one uh... i know that one <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to the bombastic news instead you know everyone's favorite part of the show where we i talk about the news that is bombastic. uh first of all as you all should know by now we have a youtube channel so if you feel like uh watching our podcast <laughs> instead of listening to it and by watching i mean seeing sound wise sound waves move up and down while, while our voices <laughs> are coming out of your earbuds speaker box whatever phon- phonogram whatever Go to our YouTube channel. This is Bombers. There you go. You're going off the rails there for a second, Zyber. No, you're going off the rails. 
I'm on point. Yeah, that's a very fleek thing for you to say. No, that's not what <laughs> fleek means. Uh, <laughs> any other kind of thing that you would like to know about us, you can find on our website. This is bombers.com. Uh, you can find our Discord, link in dis- description below, where you can join us in fun conversations that are not like this whatsoever. <laughs> uh, you can join, look at our Twitch, twitch.tv slash thisisbombers, where we play games regularly. Uh, you can also, you know, see our this, what you're listening to, our uh-huh. podcast. I, I'm pretty sure that's on our website. I hope so. Yeah, that's on the website. You can email us. Questions, comments, concerns, fan art, fan fiction, fan prestidigitation. Ooh, prestidigitation. We're doing some cantrips up in this email. Yes. That's on, uh, on the website as well. I can trip on that, all right. Uh, no cap. And finally, okay, if you right. for some reason enjoy this enough to want to uh, pay us for this entertainment, you can become... An acquaintance, friend, best friend, or executive bomb deucer at our Patreon. Someone's going to become the you executive. Get a few <coughs> bonuses and such. Someone's going to become the executive bomb deucer just to shut down conversations like this. I will give you $100 to never do that again. <laughs> a month? <laughs> Might be worth it's like, it. yeah, we'll shut up for a month, but then when you're gone, get right back to it. But, um. To shout outs to our current best friends of the show, Anne and Rob, friends of the show, Haley, Aaron, Minted Peas, and Reaper, and our acquaintances. Thank you for your support. Thank you very much. You can see that your money is being well spent on great uh, dialogue coaching and um, re- research. So, Anthony, uh, so we, we didn't do a podcast last week because of being busy, and we'll talk about that later, but uh, was there anything at all to talk about that came out the last week? Well, normally we like to do our weekly upcoming releases. Uh, Unfortunately, since we missed it, these are all going to be past releases, so here are the releases of note from this past week. Yeah, nothing cool came out last week. Uh, I looked it over, and it was all like re-releases or DLCs or really dumb-looking games, so... uh... You missed Makes nothing. Uh, they knew that we were going to go on break. The entire game industry was like, let's not release anything cool. Bombers aren't going to talk about it. So what's even the point? And it uh, worked out for us. Yeah, it was perfect. Like, yeah, we just had the... Was Fire Emblem considered last week or was that two weeks no, ago? No, because we talked about that on the previous podcast because of the way that our release schedules work with Monday through Sunday of our upcoming releases. So it was covered <clears throat> well perfect yeah yeah that's all that matters we already had fall guys and uh, fire emblem three hopes so what else is there to talk about well what there else is to talk about is that this upcoming week there are video games coming out and um yeah what? only only one of them i think is really worth bringing up so uh what is it well, let me tell you, the only game really worth talking about for next week is... You know, th- that started to sound like the intro of another podcast there. The only game. The only game with a podcast about bombingers 
Bombers the video game. Buy it now. I love that that's the theme that sticks in our head. Um, no, the only game that's really worth talking about is, of course... Um, it's going to pull it Portal up. Portal the Collection. Yeah, po- the Portal Collection, because we don't have that already. Um, I was going to pull up, because there, there's, there's a game coming out only for the Stadia, and I was going to pull it up as a joke, but I lost the link, and I don't remember what the game is, so the joke had died. The real game that's coming out is on Friday, July 8th. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, which is Klonoa 1 and 2. Now, see, like, I didn't know about the existence of Klonoa when I was a kid and it was coming out. But to, like, see a lot of people, you know, like, that had Klonoa as their platforming mascot to cherish and stuff. I'm just like, well, I gotta try this. Gotta at least try it, because a lot of people really hold Klonoa pretty dear. I mean, it's sort of almost like part of the there were a lot of 3d platformers at the time so it's a bit of a dark horse sleeper sort of along the lines of i would say like sly cooper in, what? Ter- in terms of popularity what you don't think sly cooper sly cooper is super popular do you know how much <laughs> as well <laughs> never mind i don't know i that's all playstation crap my my platformers were all klonoa wasn't playstation was i thought it, it was just like everything thought it was um what wasn't on like sega well uh, here's the thing when i lost that other thing that had that other stuff in it i also lost the thing with the stuff (laughs) well that's sad (laughs) and i know that made perfect sense um yeah sure whatever band it was on playstation wonder swan playstation 2 game boy advance wii microsoft windows playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch that must be like the new thing yeah, I don't think that the it's Nintendo a Band- Switch... It's a Bandai Namco. Namco. Yeah, Bandai Namco. Oh, yeah, it even has Pac-Man on his hat. Windows, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Uh, game coming out. No, this is more like Gex or Ty the Tasmanian Tiger yeah, or Devil, whatever it is. Probably. Or like, or like there's that new K- KO the Kangaroo thing, which like... I never heard of that. It's definitely channeling a lot. Um, but it I is, still want to get it, though. It is Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. It is Klonoa Door to Phantom Isle and Klonoa 2 Lunatis Veil. Uh, both remastered and combined together. I did read the Door to Phantom Isle Klonoa 1 remake is actually based off of the Wii remake that came out back whenever that came out. Um, but otherwise... Interesting, a remake of a remake. Well... Yeah, basically. I mean, like a, a, it's Evil. a remaster of a remake or something like that. Um, but yeah, if you like 3D platformers, or if you happened to like Klonoa back in the day, here you go. Klonoa 1 and 2. Played it on so there console. was actually a tweet I saw today where a creator or something was just all like, hey, if you guys want to see more Klonoa games, you should probably buy this. I mean, yeah, that is how that usually goes. Um yeah, like we got Crash 4 after the Crash Insane Trilogy. Still waiting for Spyro. I was just about to mention Spyro. Like, what's up? Come on. Come on, Toys for Bob. Don't let uh, Activision turn you into a... Well, it is Activision. <laughs> I know, but like that's what the Crash... Com- I forgot who originally made the Crash Trilogy, but they're like just uh, 
clothing design people now for some game. It's terrible. Uh, the original Klonoa Door to Phantom Mile was uh, released on the PlayStation in 1997. And so that was more Crash Spyro times. Klonoa 2, Lunatis Vale, was published for PlayStation 2 in 2001. So I was right. They are PlayStation. Yeah, but then they were on Game Boy. Mm. There was a Wii remake of Door to Phantom Isle. And... Uh, excuse me. Klonoa. What are they Published games? three Klonoa games for Game Boy Advance in early 2000s. Hmm. Came out on the Wonderswan. Game Boy Advance, Wii, PC, PlayStation, and then, yeah, the remake stuff. Door to Phantom Isle, Moonlight Museum, Empire of Dreams, Lunatives Hill, Beach Volleyball. <coughs> wow, Klonoa Beach Volleyball. Hmm. I'd, I'd play that. I don't know how I feel about that. Dream Champ Tournament, Klonoa Heroes, Densetsu no Star Medal. I feel like that probably didn't get a release in America. Then Klon- <laughs> Klonoa Wii. I'm seeing the cover for the Klon- Klonoa PlayStation 2 game, and they're all like, all right, let's make him look all serious like the Sonic games. Yep, with his like weird surfboard thing going on there holding a ring in his hand well i think that ring was part of the platform because you like threw it out and it attached to stuff and you and you pulled pulled yourself to it it's a pretty cool little platforming trick anyways those that's game that's the game it's worth we've spent enough time on this (laughs) it's because it's the only game that matters ever the end next up weekly bomb let's talk about things Okay. Um, do yours what? yours first because it's actual news and mine is just me being angry for 30 minutes. All right. So for those who don't know, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is supposed to come out in about a month. And so there was a special edition announced. I don't remember when it was first. It was like a week or two ago. And that it comes with like a 250-page art book and a steel cover and all that stuff i'm just like 250 pages that is because like i was thinking oh i like the metroid dread one i should get this too so <laughs> they they announced nintendo announced that it's only going to be available from the my nintendo store and they na- initially gave uh you know a release time for that uh, a week or two ago i forget when and it crushed their website because so many people were trying to get it. And uh, that was the day of the Wario because Wario is on the error screen on their website. Yeah, and so they're all like, uh, all right, we're going to cancel that and we'll find a different day to release it again. And maybe so, work on our servers. Yeah. So yesterday they announced, all right, guys, it's going to be available the I say yesterday, last Wednesday, is going to be available the next day, Thursday, the 30th of June. And so everyone's like, cool, what time? (laughs) And they never gave a time. And so all throughout today, the day recording, Thursday, I was just going to that thing and seeing if it's showing up or not. And it would just keep saying, like, you know, TBD for when it's coming out. And finally, around 1 o'clock, I refresh screen, and it goes to the... There is a high activity on this page. Oh, no. <laughs> and also, I'm, like, you know, working on-site, doing stuff, and I'm on my phone. So I'm just like, well, time to just have my phone on the screen 
forever and like the screen was refreshing every now and then such so it's like cool well i didn't get it, it eventually loaded the screen and told me that it was out of stock yep. huge disappointment and i found out that like yeah some of the people i knew got it others didn't some people apparently stayed up all night refreshing the screen because <laughs> they didn't know what time today it was gonna come out i'm just like ah. that's a little and, bit much yeah and there's already supposed scalpers trying to sell these things online for over 300 bucks even though how the special edition works is that you'll get a physical copy of the game when the game actually comes out and then later in the fall they'll actually send out the art book and steel case and all that stuff. So it's just like, well, what exactly are you guys selling here? There's nothing actually for me to buy from you right now. Yeah, well, scalpers are a bunch of pricks anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, it's like, what was the guarantee that this person actually even has a the order for to give me? <laughs> yeah, and then what is the guarantee that they'll send it? Yeah. In, so... two, in two parts, apparently, or something? Like, come on. Yeah, so anyway, I'm disappointed. Just like, why was it only on the Nintendo store? Why were they apparently not selling or making enough of these to give to retail stores? Or at least just anything besides the Nintendo store itself? And it's like, were they worried that not enough people were interested? I think there's enough people now interested in Xenoblade Chronicles. And on top of that, just in general, the absurd prevalence of these online releases resulting yeah. in and now a scalper has a hundred copies of it and nobody else gets any like yeah so if you're doing case... online releases like that you're just asking to get your crap scalped and it's bad pr so with the nintendo store they made it where you can only get one or two copies that kept switching the description per nintendo account but it's not that difficult to you, make an all you account. need to make a nintendo account is an email address. Email, yeah. And all you have to do is script a bot, and now you own the majority of these special edition Xenoblade Chronicle 3 sets. Yep. It's disgusting. Yep. It's so much easier for a store to be all like, I recognize you, you can't just step back in line to get another one. What the heck? Yeah. You At least then you have to coordinate that you have 50 friends if you want 50 copies of it. Yeah. Or 50 employees, as the case may be. All right, little Billy, it's time for you to be a man getting there. <laughs> Go line up. That's not my kid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so exactly how old do you have to be to put money down for a pre-order? Well, uh, old enough to have money in your hand and tell us what you're pre-ordering. Oh, sorry, this is a Rated M game. I don't think it actually is. No, well, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not Xenoblade. Uh, well, um, you want to hear something terrible? The I, re I just said something terrible. No, this is worse to me, and that's what I care about. <laughs> it's rated 12. You're probably looking at the Peggy. <laughs> um, so the reason that we missed last week's episode, for those that don't know, there was Fake Fest, the music festival hosted by Shay. Uh, and it was a really good time. I, I had a great time hanging out with uh, you, Zyber, obviously. With Shay, it was nice to see him again. With, yeah. I mean, um, Rob was there. Rumor was there. Uh, you brought Haley with you, which 
big surprise. Yeah, that, that was great because we thought that she still had summer school, but ended just in time. Yeah, Him- Himaru showed up, but only on Thursday because he was doing some other things that had been uh, planned the same weekend, unfortunately. Uh, so you Ooh. missed him, but I got to see him a little bit, and that was nice. I saw him on Thursday. Wait, did you? Yeah. He oh. came back from his dinner. Oh, I, he did come back from the dinner. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I was just because, like, I was like, am I going to enjoy listening to music that I don't necessarily care about? But it was fun. Yeah, I mean, the music is pretty good. She makes a good choice. And if you're not really feeling it, you can just step back away from the music scene and, and hang out and, and chat. or Play just, some Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, sit, sit there and play video games. It's fine. I got back into Metopia. I have you, some you did. <laughs> screenshots and videos to post on Twitter at some point. I just scratched my arm and I'm bleeding. Well, t- don't scratch your arm. Well, it was itchy, and apparently I itched it too hard. Um, that was fun. FakeFest itself was fun. The journey back home from FakeFest was one of the most miserable <laughs> experiences in my life. And I went through basic training. On the way back, uh, Rumor and I, both being from Pittsburgh, were flying together. And we were about to land in the Charlotte, North Carolina airport. And the pilot comes over the intercom and says, Well, looks like we got lucky. The weather has cleared out, so we're going to be allowed to land. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't love the way that sounds. And we land and... Uh, Hit hit gate um like D three or D five or something, and we're going to gate D four, right across the way. Cool, awesome. Our plane is literally right there. Why does the boarding sign say destination Madison, Wisconsin? I don't want to go back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Because of the weather that had been happening in Charlotte. About 80% of the flights out of Charlotte were canceled on that day, including ours. And because 80% of the flights were canceled, and we came in right on the tail end since they were just allowing people to land, we were in the back end of all of the resorted and refigured out and rebooks and stuff, which meant that the next flight out of Charlotte that could get us to Pittsburgh was 22 hours later. So that sucks. And good thing, good thing Rumor had a switch. Yeah. Don't worry, it gets worse. <clears throat> because the airline was all like, well, it was weather, so it's an act of God. So, um, yeah, we're all we can do is rebook you, but we can't put you up in a hotel or provide you with transportation or literally do anything other than rebook you. Cool. Wow. Great. Thanks. Ugh. So we're stuck for 22 hours. Great. Let's find a place in the airport. Oh, rumor gets a text message from the airline. Hi, your luggage is down to be picked up at the luggage carousel. Well, it shouldn't be because we were supposed to continue through to Pittsburgh. So what's going on there? Guess we'll have to go down to baggage and, and make sure that there's not a problem. Among other problems with this, to make things easier, I had put my carry-on in the luggage that we had checked. So I didn't have 
my switch. I didn't have my phone charger. I didn't have anything. The luggage was not down there. They were like, no, no, it's fine. It'll be checked and, and you can get it at your final destination in Pittsburgh. All right, cool. This sucks. I'm glad we came out here. Let's go back inside. Hey, how come all of the security checkpoints are closed? Oh, <laughs> it's 1030 at night. All, uh, security's closed for the night. The TSA agents aren't going to come back until 4 a.m. Really? Mm-hmm. So, that, uh... That's ridiculous. That was ridiculous, which meant, meant that we were stuck at the airport because, again, we were on the tail end, so all of the rental cars were sold out. All of the nearby hotels were all sold out for, like, a 20-mile radius. We're stuck. Well, if there's no TSA, who's going to stop you from walking back in? The, the TSA, apparently. I don't... It, like, the gates were down, and I... <laughs> You ask that, I legitimately was so salty, I was like, I'm going to get arrested tonight. Let's do this. I've always wanted to be arrested before. Well, I'm sitting here, I'm like, hey, I bet the jail has a bed, unlike this airport that has all this hostile design benches with arms on them so you can't even lay down and sleep. I remember when I was in Florida, they actually had like restaurants and stuff outside the TSA area, and that was like the, f the first uh, airport I've seen like that. I wish. So we're stuck outside until 4 a.m., which then, of course, when 4 a.m. rolls around, the, the line to get through the checkpoint is freaking super long because everybody had been stuck outside the airport for an hour because we weren't the only ones that were getting messages saying, hey, your baggage is outside, and then being told, oh, TSA is gone for the next six hours. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, don't go to the Charlotte airport ever if you can avoid it. That place is mismanaged to heck. And especially don't... don't fly on American Airlines because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I, I just stick with spirit. Story's not over yet. Story's mostly over, honestly. Um, <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> I mean, did you, you made it back, right? Yeah, I eventually made it back. Uh, like, it was so bad. I actually just walked outside the airport, walked over to the parking garage, found a like hidden sidewalk path in the where the there was no sight visibility from the road or the airport or anything I, I i slept in the grass in the airport um parking garage basically uh for it slept i laid down for two hours uh came back inside um went to go through the security checkpoint uh i i waited in front of the pool gate at the other checkpoint that they said will be opening half an hour after the first one. Uh, they saw how bad the crowd was. They opened it like t five minutes later. <laughs> but while I went to wait, rumor went to the bathroom. Uh... We were expecting it to take half an hour. It took 10 minutes. I was the first person in line. I walk up to the gate agent. Here's my ID. Thank you. Or the TSA agent. Here's the ID. Thank you. Uh, do you have your boarding pass? Well, my buddy does. He's in the bathroom. None of the other airports check for boarding pass. Yeah. Well, not a good idea to come through without your boarding pass. Well, not a good idea to mismanage your entire... And then, like, me being me, I got angry and political, but no politics. <laughs> um, And I was like, hey, here's the thing. When they rebooked us out of Charlotte, it was through a connecting flight. So we had to fly to LaGuardia in New York in order to fly to Pittsburgh. So we flew from Madison to Charlotte to New York 
to Pittsburgh. So we did a big circle around Pittsburgh before we finally got home. So I tell the gate agent, I'm like, or the TSA agent, I'm like, I don't know. I'm flying out at 6 p.m. tonight on the flight to LaGuardia. You have my name because you just took my ID. If you need to look it up, look it up. He was like, grumble, grumble, grumble. And I was like, your life is better than mine right now because you're just at work and I've been stuck here for 16 hours. So shut up. So then we go inside. None of the food places open up until like 8 a.m. So it's 4 a.m. We haven't eaten in almost 24 hours and there's no food. All of the grab-and-go stuff had sold out almost immediately the night before. And the restaurants weren't opening until... So the silver lining is that we did wait and we did get Bojangles. So that was nice. I got biscuits and gravy. Yum. Then we wait around. There was a guy playing piano in there, like busking. And honestly, it was really great. He played a lot of really good nerd stuff, like some Final Fantasy XV music. He played Megalovania. Uh, James Bond themes, like the dude, he played some Minecraft even on that piano. Like, that was cool. See, that was the whole point of all of that, just to no. listen to the piano. I could have listened to that any time that I wanted to. Then we fly to LaGuardia. We go to board the plane. There's no plane there. Boarding starts in six minutes. There's no plane at the gate. Boarding is now. There's no plane at the gate. The plane coming in that we were supposed to fly out on was delayed by an hour and we only have an hour and a half for our layover in LaGuardia so we're sitting there just like please not again if we get stuck in New York (laughs) we're just renting a car and driving the thank goodness uh, the pilot was magical or something because we pulled in in time that we still had like a 20 minute wait before they started boarding our plane in LaGuardia to go to Pittsburgh and, and it was finally over it was just like, please no more. I'm so done. I've been stuck in the Charlotte airport for 22 hours. I was supposed to be home a day ago. Let this be over. That was the... That's that's my bomb. It is a bomb. I just wanted to rant and complain about my experiences because it was terrible and I was miserable the entire time. I, like, I didn't have my heartburn medication for my uh, GERD because it was in the checked luggage like it was just it was just miserable i was so unhappy i had to spend 30 dollars on a new phone charger oh here this is fun too when i went to buy the phone charger i walked up and went to pay with a card because who has cash these days and the, the the cashier was like do you have the tap because the chip reader is broken and i was like no i never set that up well the chip reader is broken then I guess I'm not buying something off of you. And the cashier just stared at me. Uh, do you not have a solution? And then I, I tapped it out of like frustration and it worked. And I was like, I didn't know this had tap on it. I never turned on tap. I never requested tap. So I guess that's a thing that I now have to worry about. Oh, you don't yeah. have to request for it. They just automatically give you a card with it at some point. Well, I didn't know that. And I don't want it. Now yeah. I got wor- to gotta worry about that with my wallet. Yeah, my last card had tap. The only issue to me is that, like, devices are suddenly having tap that didn't used to, and I'm just expected to know. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, that's my rant, Zyber. Thank you for letting me just that out, because I did not have a good time. But Fake Fest was really good. Yeah. 
I guess it just evens itself out. Yeah. I would prefer I would prefer it just be good and not evened out. Well, we had fun, and it only required three and a half hours of driving. Not 22 hours in an airport? Nope. Three and a half mm. hours each way. That's I would gladly drive three and a half hours each way rather than... Yeah, well, I'll be driving eight hours a week in a week. <laughs> eight hours a week. In a, eight hours in a week. Eight hours. Now I gotta do math because normal work weeks are five days. In a week, I'm going to be driving eight hours <laughs> at the end of the week. Oh, not that in a week no. you will start having to be driving eight hours every week, but you will. No, no. You no, will. I've probably already done that this past week. This past week has <laughs> sucked. Oh my gosh. Well, For work wise, not not with Fake Fest. <laughs> not the Fake Fest driving, but work. No. No, Fake Fest was fun. I mean we nah. went to we were we were on going to three record shops, but we bought five records of the first one and we're just like, Well, we're we're gonna be done then. Nice. What did, what what did you actually pick up? I know I asked you before, but I've forgotten since. Hold on, let me go get them. Hmm. Maybe. Well, while you're getting those, uh, we we also stopped at the pre-played, the used game store that Shay's Treasures back in season one was mostly helped through pre-played. Um, we stopped in there. I picked up The World Is Not Enough on N64, which we were going to play during one of the downtime moments at Fake Fest, but never ended up actually uh, coalescing since we just ended up playing a bunch of Cards Against Humanity instead, which was fun. And I finally picked up a copy of Golden Sun to replace the copy that I lost, which I am still very upset that I lost that copy. But now at least I have the game again, which reminds me to update my... Um, I just lost the game. It reminds me to update my my price charting with the, the Golden Sun copy that I bought at pre-played. Oh, yeah. I also got Golden Sun, the sequel. Oh, you got Lost Age? Yeah. Nice. So yeah. we've got... The the Wombats, the latest album, which has so far been the only Wombats album, and Haley's been looking for them forever. I mean, the the only album we've seen, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we got Dropkick Murphys, because that's Love fun. Love the Murphys, yeah. There's like three albums or four albums there, and I picked this one because uh, it looks fun. Because you wanted it? Do you, Have you watched... Do you watch the... um? The uh, St. Patrick's live cast that they always do every year. No, it's I always, don't. It's always fun. I didn't. We got Fran France for Ferdinand. France Ferdinand. France Ferdinand, the good one. <laughs> the good one, nice. We got Gorillas. The oh yeah, the Demon Which, Days. Demon Days, good album. Yep, probably their best album. And we got. Welcome to the Black Parade, My Chemical oh, Romance. Yes. So Haley found out that I have not heard the entire album no? of this, uh, Franz Ferdinand or The Wombats, and so that's what we listened to on the way back. <laughs> what? Did, so you did finally listen to Black Parade all the way? Yeah, there was like three or four songs I hadn't listened to. Yeah, that's a good album. Like, a really good album. So, good good pickups there, for sure. I see why you wouldn't need to go to any record store after that, because, yeah. honestly... Well, like, that's... 
every now and then when we go to buy records, I'll see a bunch of them. I'll be like, no, I'm only going to get one or two. But this one, I was just all like, nope, we're going to get this one, this <laughs> Forget one. Forget it. Getting all of them. Mm-hmm. Can't blame you. Yeah, it was a great trip. Totally worth missing the week of uh, Bombers. I don't... Pro- <clears throat> it is hard for me to say that it was worth the debacle at the airport. Because I was just... <laughs> completely miserable oh and then we also went to the barnes and noble in the madison area and that was such a legit barnes and noble it had like such (laughs) a great atmosphere it looked like it looked like you know a old-fashioned library kind of setting it was awesome and i and i found (laughs) i found manga for suke de freak which i didn't think the manga existed anymore it was always nice when you find old stuff like that yeah, well, like, it's so old that the company doesn't exist anymore, so I guess it must be a new company that bought the publishing rights or something. Was it, like, Viz or something? I don't know, but, like, sadly, only the 4, 5, and 6 was there, and I'm just like, well, I'm buying it, even though I don't have the first three. Oh, you didn't even... Hmm. Well, so, now you gotta hunt down the first three, I guess. I do, and the new, 6 after that. New uh, Holy Grail hunt there. Uh, yeah, so this week's weekly bombs were both bombs. Sorry, that's just how it be. Uh, not much in the way of minish recap, honestly. Oh, I because... finally beat Tiny Tina's Wonderlands with my friend. Oh, nice. How, yeah, uh, how'd you like it? So, I really enjoyed it. I think it has the best gameplay so far. Um, they mostly didn't focus on the overall story which is great because that's not the reason i play borderlands near the near the end they tried having somewhat of a plot twist thing and we're both just like we don't care (laughs) (laughs) i mean the whole point of the tiny tina's DD stuff yeah is that it isn't part of the overarching like meta plot of the borderlands universe or whatever like it was mostly the the character tiny tina and the players reactions to each other and also just the fun D slash geek stuff that happens in the game that we enjoyed it's all the small story stuff nothing about the main main plot was just you know mostly a generic D campaign which yeah. fits, fits perfectly because tina is actually not supposed to be a good dm and so it is funny that how that happens sometimes. That's that's the fun part I think of the uh, Assault on Dragon Keep in Wonderlands is that it's less about the actual story and more about the character examination of Tiny Tina herself and how her quirks and oddities sort of manifest themselves in her DMing in the game world and and you yeah. get more of an idea of of her mentality, which is very. A, a cool thing to have happen in a in a video game like that. It's like one of the earlier instances of something happening was her being all like, uh, this character gives you like dynamite sticks, something like that, or a C4, and one of the characters goes, hold on, is this supposed to be a fantasy you know, <laughs> scenario? She goes, oh, all right, a fantasy C4. <laughs> Screw it, I want explosions. Yeah. It's magic C4, shut up and leave me alone, blow like, something uh, up. One of the last side quests we did, though, was pretty humorous because, like, Tina's all like, oh, I'm so excited. Love, I have loved the side quest that I set up for you. But, like, the characters keep focusing on this other char- 
or NPC that was described to them, and they're just like, there's something suspicious about him. And Tina's like, what? No. Uh, every time. Every time. <laughs> it was great. I'm just like, that's a legit thing that happens. This character doesn't even have a name. Stop. And so then she makes up a name, and they're just like, that sounds fake. And she goes, I just made it. It is. Everything <laughs> is fake. We're playing D&D. And so they end up like chasing <laughs> him, and eventually she's just like, fine, screw it. And then he ends up being a bad guy just because... That's funny. Yeah, that happens all the time. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the kind of stuff that I loved. Awesome. So, like, uh, we got to level 40, which is a max level Currently. pretty decently before we actually beat the game. But once you get to the max level, they have a, a myth rank that you get for getting experience. And it's basically just a way to increase stats or something like that instead. So it's disappointing that like we know we don't get any more points for the skill tree, but eh. at least there's some manner of like reward for continuing to play. Yeah. Um, post, I can't necessarily say that there's that great reason to do the post game. There's like uh, chaos runs where you basically have three fights and you can like curse yourself for with different difficulties to try to get uh, better. Uh, items at the end but like you know then it's harder to go through the next fights yeah traditional but, yeah we did those ones so we're just like well that was something the loot sucked <laughs> you know <laughs> like we we don't even think we have that amazing of loot for end game but the loot we got was worse and so instead i tried to figure out where the dlc was and we got there and stopped so next is to go through the dlc which apparently is pretty short so we might be able to there's, there's three one... of them so far now Oh, are there three now? Jeez, I have not yeah. been paying attention. Yeah, they've been coming out pretty quickly. Uh, the third one is the one that's supposed to come with a new class, so that'd be interesting to try. And they raise the character level cap in those, or? Nope. Like, ah, I, wow. There isn't really a reason because that myth rank basically replaces the use of levels. The only thing it would need is for the skill points, which uh, there's, I guess, just less. Or they gave, they gave you more skill points per level throughout the game instead of just, you know, one per level starting at level five. So they gave us enough, like, skill points for all the skills. Or at then, least what they think is enough. Yeah, but I would feel like I would want to just max it out and be able to switch freely between the different, like, skill tracks and stuff. Well, so in this game, you got your class and then you eventually unlock a secondary class, which you can also reset to be a different secondary class. And so there's only one skill tree per class. Oh, okay. And so like, there's, yeah, there's not like the three skill trees to go through for your class to come up with different builds. There's, so there's, yes, you can do different builds with a single tree, but it's mostly just the same. Yeah, so there's not really much reason for trying to get everything. Gotcha. That's... Yeah, it shakes up the formula, which I guess they kind of need now after, what, like, three and a half, four and a half. Oh, yeah, like, I greatly enjoyed being... I greatly enjoyed just being my own character, basically. It's not like I'm playing as an actual person character in person in the story, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That The customization there is nice. Yeah, it's something that I'm just like, I wish it could be in another game, but I understand that they'd rather stick to 
actual characters are important to the story and such. They can say their names. Well, they can say their names, and it allows them to do a little bit more quirky, customized, like, personalized, that is, uh, writing for the characters, too. Well, I say they can say their names, but actually they always just call you a Volt Hunter, and the game Un- you're playing in. Kind of... That's a, a real relic of the games back in the day. You, you feel like it, it can't be that hard to just redo those lines with the character's name, and... It can't be that hard to code in. Just, here, use this audio file instead. I think they do that just because, like, what if you're playing multiplayer? Um, well, you like, can have it just te- say the name. Like, it's it's pseudo-instanced. You can just have it on that console use that audio instead of, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, they have local play, too, and it's usually based on who's the party lead. Oh, you know what? Touche. forgot about local play. Yeah. So... Like, uh, in 3 and this game, like, at least I do love the, you know, what your character says for the interactions and such. And the writing has always been great. It usually depends on who is the person, you know, like, pressing square to talk or interact as the person who talks. And so I was playing as the crazy voice. Uh, my friend was playing as... Uh, don't know what the term of his voice was but we were different and so near the end he was finally actually interacting with things instead of waiting for me to do it and i'm just like dude man i wish i could have heard your voice more because <laughs> they say different things it was right. enjoyable in three hearing flax and uh moses different things every now and then yeah i just kind of burnt out on borderlands because i never <clears throat> barely got into borderlands 3 before i gave up on it honestly we'll see the trick is to play with friends because even borderlands 2 is boring for my by myself yeah true it is much more fun with with friends because the borderlands 2 that i played through was on the ps vita when i was in afghanistan (laughs) so i was Mm. just looking to put time into something that's the same time where i just burnt my way through all of the first bravely default because i had nothing else to do maybe someday i'll start back up bravely default too yeah maybe someday i'll start back up uh end layer so i can finish that and move on to bravely default too i played end layer followed by the first game before two came out and i mean end layer is so much better than the first one at least at least gameplay wise yeah, I went back to the first one. I'm just like, man, all these quality of life things that are missing now. I didn't realize that there well, were so many. That, yeah, a lot of the quality of life stuff. And honestly, it's a direct sequel as far as story is concerned. So you probably had a lot of, wait, what's going on going on. No, I, I remembered all the stories, so that was fine. Oh. Fair enough. Um, I did play uh, uh, a little bit of... Me. Bless you, my bomber's content. <clears throat> I've been playing a little bit of Icarus First Cohort, which is a survival crafting style game. Uh, just testing it out to see if it will work for our streams. Um, will it? It's a, it's a little rough. I think it would work for the streams if we put in some off-stream work to level up first, because the initial opening grind for a new character is miserable it starts off your level one you can only craft uh pickaxe 
and axe. And then you have to collect resources to level up to unlock like two or three um, blueprint points or engram points or whatever to be able to craft other stuff. So you can't even really craft a lot of good stuff until level five. And we're talking, you're getting like 20 XP for picking up a bush. You're getting like maybe 300 XP for chopping down a tree. And you need thousands, if not tens of thousands of XP per level. So it's just a lot of sitting there and whacking at trees and stones and picking up, you know, brush off the ground for four hours until you can finally start building cool stuff. That is like Which, my favorite thing to do in real life. I can't Just tell. Whacking away at bushes. Can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. You haven't seen me outside. I have not. That does not necessarily mean that you don't go outside. Yeah, that's that's or, what I or, do outside. Or that you do go outside. Describe a machete. Machete. And I make sure there's no wild Pokemon near me. Oh no! I hack right through those little buggers. No, that's that's what I mean. There's no longer wild Pokemon near me. Oh, even cleaner. Um, so the game will would work if we again put in the pre grind to get to the fun part of the game, because watching the grind probably wouldn't be very fun. It might work better as a YouTube series of let's play type stuff than as a direct stream, but uh, it's. It's. I'll tell you this: it's not going to be the next Survival Sundays game because it's definitely not up for that vote. Um, not that I'm talking about it. I'm kind of curious what is currently winning the vote, which looks to be Terraria. Interestingly enough, hmm. Neat. Um, is that like a zoo? No, it's like um, 2D Minecraft is like the most oh Terraria. Simplest. Yeah, Terraria. The most simplistic way of describing it. Even yeah. though that's really not what it is at all. Oh yeah, they hate it when people compare it to Minecraft. It's because it's really not what it is, but that's what everybody calls it. Because that's unfortunately they kind of both came out at the same time, so that connection is there for them. I don't think didn't, I thought Terraria came out a while after Minecraft. It Minecraft it, is old. It it wasn't that long after it, and it was before a lot of the like survival crafting clone games were really flooding the market. Yeah, that's right. May 2011 was Terraria. Minecraft was oh, Minecraft November was... 2011. It was actually after. Wow. I didn't think yeah, Terraria was that old. Yeah, I knew they were pretty close to each other. I actually didn't realize that Terraria technically was older. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, Icarus, uh, I'm kind of enjoying it because it might not make a good stream game, but it sure does make a good veg out and chill with low thought game kind you know what i mean literally veg out yeah picking up all them little scrub brushes and stuff and that's that's why i did the, when i played uh vikings game valhalla with you valheim yeah, yeah i love that game valheim yeah i'll just go punch some trees for you guys yep we will eventually get back to that whenever they uh, finally finish the Mistland content and release the next boss, but we're still waiting on that because that's the that's the fun part that people really want to see is the build up to the boss. Even with having uh, upgraded uh, equipment and stuff, I'd still be pretty under leveled. I think. Eh, if the equipment is much more important than the levels, I think in that game at least. 
um, that's all. That's all for games for, for me. I mean, other than the fact that uh, right now, as we are recording this, we are in the middle of Summer Games Done Quick 2022, the speedrunning marathon, which I have been enjoying to watch when I'm not at Fake Fest or stuck in an airport. Yeah, that'd be great if I could just work from home and have that on a second screen. That's what I do. I have it on a second computer, actually. <laughs> well, look at um, Mr. Fancy Pants here. Yep. Well, my if you dad. Work from home, you might be issued a, a computer by your work and then watch GDQ on your home computer. I'm trying. I <laughs> had an interview with a re- hybrid remote job and a high school, and honestly, I'd rather have the high school one. Actually, that's not remote. Will, will not be remote. But, but that... you will get summers off, presumably. <laughs> uh, somewhat. Well, to a degree. They have projects and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's like summer school and summer camp. And but I might, hey, we're uh, doing a IT upgrade over the summer while the students aren't in. I might get all the like holidays off, maybe. That would be nice. Yeah. And you'll have set like go to one place instead of being sent all over the place driving around. Yep. I don't have to deal with anything from medical to carpentry. It's just a high school. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that'll be nice. Well, uh, good luck, I suppose. Uh, hope hope that works out for you. Yeah. Uh, you want to answer some notebook questions? Technically, we have stuff from the last episode to talk about, which were secrets. Of, I watched Secrets of Dumbledore and Sonic Two and Moon Knight, but I just really am not feeling talking about those things because we've already had a downer of an episode. Sonic Two was really good, so I really liked Sonic Two. Yeah. Let's talk about Sonic Two instead. Sonic 2 was great, Tails was adorable, Knuckles was adorable. Yeah, Id- Idris Elba's Knuckles was he not was... quite... It wasn't what I expected, but it's exactly what I needed. Oh yeah, he's just like, don't worry guys, I'll try to make him not sound sexy. He, <laughs> he did try. Yeah, yeah, I, I like this Knuckles because like, yes, he was... He, you know, he was with Eggman, but it wasn't... You know, stupidity. It was just uh, like naivete. Yeah, naivety. Yeah, and uh, just not understanding how things work. It was um, he wasn't evil. He was misled. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they pulled it off in a pretty good way because I mean, obviously, Robotnik is evil and will just lie and trick people for his own goals. So it works. it, It makes sense. Yeah. And they did a good job of making it all fun, which that's really all I can ask for from a Sonic anything at this point. Can it at least be fun, please? Yeah, like a lot of people hated the the human part in the middle, but I absolutely loved the ending of that. The the wedding, the entire wedding plotline, I was just like, is this the same movie? It was great. What am I watching? Why is this happening? But then, like, it felt like it was a weird setup to a really great ending, and I enjoyed that ending of it. And then it went back to a Sonic movie. (laughs) Yeah, I did appreciate how they used that to to write gun into the story, because, come on, gun. Gun. Silly, silly Sonic stuff. Something that you definitely can't trust. <laughs> oh, but it's the only thing. Um, Sonic 2 was good. I'm looking forward to Sonic 3. 
Yes. Um, I saw an article that was talking about, well, if Jim Carrey retires and there's no Dr. Robotnik, what does that mean um, for Shadow coming in? Or, you know, Metal Sonic taking over the role of Robotnik in the film as, like, the true evil antagonist. And as you said before, like, man, I really hope they don't just repeat the Knuckles story with Shadow. Because that'll just kind of be boring. Yeah. But it, it, they can definitely hit, because that's a thing as well in Sonic lore. Knuckles was misled and then became straight up ally and friend to Sonic. Not, Shadow Not quite was... instantly. Like, he didn't really become an actual friend of Sonic until, like, Sonic Adventure 2 is pretty late into it. Yeah, but he still made the journey. And Shadow has just always been antagonistic and... I mean, Team Dark, the, the, the evil hedgehog, quote-unquote. Well, it doesn't help that he died, and then he came back without memories, and then he went through a whole existential crisis of who is he. Yeah, which, after that... That's a bunch of dumbness. After um, that, he was no longer evil or antagonistic. Evil. He was... Nah, he's still pretty antagonistic. No, he's just fun. Well, he's always been fun. But he does, he is, like, in opposition and antagonistic to Sonic. Like, they're not friends, like how Sonic and Knuckles are. I don't think Sonic sees it that way. Well, Sonic's an idiot. <laughs> Sonic is the, the Gohan of of Sonic. <laughs> Thanks, uh, best friend. Look at my water bottle. I hate, yeah, your water bottle keeps disappearing into the background. Sonic's like, hey, thanks, best friend. And Shadow's like, I, I hope you die now. I'm not your friend, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. I hope Rouge cheap... appears. Have her be with gun and stuff. Yeah, appearance of Rouge would be interesting in Sonic 3. Um, yeah, but I as... kind of almost hope that they hold it for the next sequel. Nah, they need someone to antagonize Knuckles. True. In, like, I would love to see movie Rouge and Knuckles interact. It would be really funny. Like, Idris Elba's Knuckles up against a Rouge yeah. interpretation would be hilarious. I'm on board with that. As for their, like, no longer being a Jim Carrey, Dr. Robotnik... I don't know, like, it would be sad to replace him, but I'm really not against replacing actors, especially if they think, just don't want to do it. I think it would be interesting to to instead, in some way, I mean, they specifically set up Robotnik to be still alive at the end of the first Sonic film, but we don't really see okay. exactly what happened to Robotnik at the end of, he's just disappeared. No, so no, they... Could, they... Did did they? I mean, he he's. I, didn't they show the his uh, sidekick guy or Stone, something? Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, he... but he was he was very much like a yes, we're both still alive kind of acting. Yeah, but I'm hope I, I like we don't. Did I recall? I mean, it was late when I watched it, so by the time the movie was over, I was pretty tired. Um, but I don't remember confirming that Robotnik was around, it was just Stone being like, ha, he's around. And I would think it would be interesting if they did like a, he's not really around, but now Stone's the crazy one who activates Metal Sonic and is doing things 
in Robotnik's regard because Robotnik is is gone. Maybe not necessarily dead, but just mm. disappeared. Because the stone character is kind of would would need. I would like to see that character get more room to breathe as his own character, as opposed to constantly just the 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 yes man getting bullied by Robotnik. Because I think that that actor was having fun with the role as much as Jim Carrey was. Yeah. Although if like Jim Carrey did come back, it would be great if he, you know, he did that. But then at the end, it's just, you know, he's just like gets up. It's like, all right, chair is available now to, to Robotnik. <laughs> yeah. Something, something it's like, silly. oh, it turns like out he cameo. is alive and he knew the whole time. A cameo moment like that. Instead of just preparing a coffee for him, he was preparing the world for him. The world. Mwah. But I, I, I am entirely surprised at how good the Sonic movies actually are. It's super weird, and I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, like the the people who are still all like, eh, I think it's just a bad video game movie. I'm just like, well, what is Did a good it? movie to you then? What is a first of all, what is a good video game movie? at all and second of all just what is a good movie because it's entertaining and it doesn't it's not stupid yeah. like a lot of the dreamworks <laughs> crap is yeah i guess it's that's just like how some people just don't like certain movies or other but for yeah. some reason because it's a video game movie they're all like well if we don't like it, it must not be good at all it's just not for you yeah now what will probably in fact be bad is the upcoming super mario film i as much as I thought that Sonic probably wouldn't be good, but ha was hoping it would be good, there's no way that the Mario film is going to be good. I don't know. Maybe we can just watch uh, the Minions Rise of Gru this coming weekend to prepare uh, ourselves for another Illumination Mario movie. No, I'd rather get stuck in the Charlotte Airport for another 22 hours. Well, at least we do have Thor Love and Thunder coming out in a week, uh. too. That's going to be good. Yeah, we're going to be on our vacation then. So it's just like, oh, when are we going to watch it then? You got to carve out like two to three hours of your vacation time to hit a nearby theater. Yeah. Just be like, hey, family, we got to take a break. You can come with us if you want, but we're going to go watch a movie. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh I also watched at some point in the past Jojo Rabbit, great movie. Everyone should watch it oh, somehow. I've been wanting. I wanted to see that before it came out, and I just never got around to it. And now I still haven't got around to it. But it's definitely on high on my list of things to watch. Great movie. Everyone should go watch it. Nice. And then I saw the entire first season of Halo, the TV show. Oh, Terrible no. show. Don't watch it. Yeah, that's a, the, frankly with as negative as everything else was. That's all the further I want to get into that entire just tragic tragic series yeah we talked a great deal about it in the last episode we don't want to have to go through that trauma again <laughs> no just know and, that and uh halo reach series would have been so much better it's, yeah it's oof. the um the conversation that we had on that last episode took me from ugh, i really don't want to watch this but i will just to experience too yeah you know what i'm not i'm just not i'm just Straight up not gonna. So. Yeah. Use that under advisement for anybody that was thinking about going and sitting down to watch the Halo series. 
me, a very huge Halo fan who was tricked and convinced to play Halo 5 at full price, <laughs> I'm not going to watch this series. Yeah. So, Like my dad, who has only ever seen Forward Unto Dawn and nothing else about Halo, said he was enjoying it, but he hasn't finished it. So, Forward Unto Dawn was really good. Uh, that felt like yeah. actual Halo. Yeah. I liked that little was a like four four episode miniseries. I saw it as a movie. I mean, I have it on DVD actually, so I guess I saw it as a movie too, as it were. Basically, it is split up into segments, even even quote unquote as a movie. Yeah, that they're called scenes. Dag. Is that how movies work? Well, except for those. Fancy movies are all like, we're going to be one single scene. That means that anything that you see that's weird, it's most likely an outtake that we didn't actually want. But there's no such thing as an outtake, so here you go. I mean, I like whenever they do single cut stuff, like Birdman, uh, that film. I don't know if you've seen that one, the Michael Keaton one. I have not. I'm just talking about the entire movie being one cut. I mean, that's essentially what Birdman basically was. Or like this episode. Full and cut. You just keep telling yourself that. I I mean, I don't do the editing. Just sort of assuming. 